Today's episode of T's Table Talk Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk to get a free audiobook. Hello and welcome back to T's Table Talk. This is Tawana or T. Um, I am so excited, uh, for two reasons. Um, but the biggest reason is my next guest. Uh, and, uh, you know, guys, you are in for a treat. Okay. When I told you from the beginning, from episode one, episode two, and episode three, you thought I was a liar. I am not. Uh, I told you we were going to be, uh, talking to some women doing amazing work in the areas of politics, business, covering, uh, social issues, uh, arts and culture. And that is what I believe I have been delivering. And today, you are going to hear from uh, an amazing woman. Let's get started because I am so excited. I want to read a little bit about her bio. Uh, Tanisha Walker Miller has been the senior vice president of Capolino and Company for five years. Tanisha was sought after by Capolino and Company because of her extensive work as a community activist, her strong relationships with elected officials on a city and state and federal level and her knowledge and expertise of MWBE initiatives in addition to her high intellect. Tanisha's experience in politics goes back to the Association of Community Organizations for Reform Now, also known as ACORN, uh, which my audience members may remember. In New York, where Tanisha wore many hats, including New York State political legislative director, political campaign organizer, clergy organ, uh, clergy organizer, and co-chair of the Working Families Party in Nassau County chapter in Long Island. Tanisha inspired hundreds of clergy and organizational members to rally and lobby in New York City, Albany, and Washington, D.C. on issues from education, affordable housing, health care, living wages for New York City, immigration reform, and, and MWBE. While doing this, she also found time to assist with the coordination of local and state political races throughout New York City successfully. In all of her roles, Tanisha has stayed focused on her model of making sure that communities of color continue to have a voice and equality for all being cited for her work, making it as one of city and state's 40 under 40 to watch. In addition to all of that, Tanisha is married and a mother to two young sons, Quinty, Quincy Elton and Noah. I'd like to welcome Tanisha Walker Miller. Tanisha. Hello, T. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for that intro. <laughs> Thank you for doing all that you do to, to so that we could have that uh, full, dense biography. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My pleasure. First of all, how are you today? 
I, I'm absolutely blessed and, and fully favored and, and happy to be with you today. Great. Thank you so very much. I, it is such a pleasure. Um, just for my audience, uh, for their sake, um, you know, I didn't, I've, I've never had the pleasure of formally meeting Tanisha. I don't believe maybe in passing we would, maybe you'd say, but maybe, maybe Maybe while I was running somewhere. Uh, but um but I've spoken to her over the phone and I just feel like you know I've known her a while um and I'm so thankful to have her on T's table talk. So um first of all I want to talk about um you know I mentioned that you are um you're a mom. Um you know yes. how how is that? You have two young sons. Yes, Quincy Elton age 5 and Noah age 1. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got your hands it, full. It's amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so I, I, I asked about that because, you know, um, you know, we're doing amazing work and we're, you know, we're working and, and, you know, and we're doing volunteerism mm-hmm. and civics, but we're all, we also have to take care of home. Um, and yes. so I just wanted to, you know, highlight, highlight that. But, um, you know, in your biography, we talked about you, uh, being senior vice president at Capolino and Company. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You've been there for five years. Yes, I officially made five years uh, this month in September, September 2nd, actually, um, and it has been quite a journey and uh, quite a life change for me, um, leaving government to enter the private sector um has has been, you know, life altering in in many ways, you know, right. having the opportunity to actually be able to help, you know, people, you know, who really are in need of understanding exactly how to navigate the rules and regulations of government and being able to give them that knowledge from a private sector perspective versus a government perspective mm-hmm. um, has been quite interesting. And I'm, I'm so glad that I, I took that leap mm-hmm. from government to enter into the private sector and formulate the practice group that I have at Capolino and company, uh, which is called MWBE consulting. Um, it, it's, it's been it's been great. <laughs> now, now, right now, they were in need of your services. Um, as I understand it, they sought after you. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you tell? Yeah. Can you tell in, us a little bit ways. about that? Because you know, I like to drive the point home that you know, um, the plat this platform is to you know kind of um, make let folks know about the work that we do a lot of times behind the scenes and and a lot of times it's you know we we don't get acknowledgement so can you drive that point home you know can you just tell the audience a little bit about that experience definitely i i can definitely talk about it and and uh you'll probably get some giggles out of it as well Uh um it, it it just so happens that i was working for the governor at that time as his affirmative action administrator with Department of Labor, mm-hmm. uh, just went on maternity leave, uh, was doing great work as his affirmative action administrator, dealing with MWBEs and prime contractors that were looking to engage in procurement contract opportunities with Department of Labor. And I took a leave uh, for maternity mm-hmm. to have my son Quincy. And while I was on maternity, 
Um, there was a couple of opportunities for me to help out some elected officials who needed my assistance in Brooklyn on a political race. And apparently folks heard I was back in Brooklyn um, <laughs> on, <laughs> and, and started calling me nonstop saying, oh, wow. I'm sure you're bored being home, being a mom. Mm-hmm. By the way, can you help me with this? Okay. And and uh, one of the calls that I had gotten was from a friend who was at Capolino at that time and said, you know, we, there's some opportunities here. You, sh- you should think about it. And I said, no, I'm not interested in getting into the private sector. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I kind of brushed it off because, you know, I, at that time I was, you know, comfortable in government. Mm-hmm. And then I got another call from another person that I knew that was at Capolino. And they said, <laughs> so- you, you should consider us. And I said, no, I don't know you guys. I don't know what it's about in the private sector. <laughs> and then I got a call from the CEO asking if I would be interested in coming in for an interview. Wow. And he had and he had seen, you know, my work and heard my name mentioned many times by folks and apparently gotten, you know, some intel on my background and said, would you come in, you know, to talk to us about, you know, MWBE. So I assumed I was going in to really talk about MWBE and what the government has been doing in mm-hmm. MWBE, and I I walked into an interview. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Tanisha, just for our audience sake, tell what what is MWBE? What is what does that what does that stand for? What does it mean for those that oh, don't know about it? Yes, my apologies. No worries. Um, <laughs> my it stands for Minority Women Business Enterprise. Um, it is a program that was started on a city level as well as on a state level to help minority women businesses get their fair share of government contracts okay. and equal the playing field um, for contracts in terms of general competition um, where there wasn't any competition or the competition was just so grand that small businesses weren't even being considered. Um, on the city level, it's known as local law one Mm -hmm. on the state level. It's known as article 15, a, and article 15, a, uh, that is the article started by the current governor's, uh, father, right? He, he wrote that into law actually, um, in, I believe the late eighties, right? That authorizes that type of affirmative action, 15, a, um, yeah, that that was it started then and then it grew after that. And the program really started to flourish about, I want to say, about eight years ago, really under our current governor. Um, it Governor Patterson at the time really enacted a lot of the initiatives for it. And, you know, as we all know, you know, he wasn't really fully given the opportunity to really expand it the way he wanted to. Um, when Governor Cuomo came in, um, he really raised the bar and the level of attention to MWBE by setting goals that were beyond the normal expectations that agencies really thought were, were you know, at that time, you know, possible to do. Nice, nice. And, um, and so, well, needless to say, um, you decided to go with Capolino and company. Um, you know, I did after some <laughs> more phone calls. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I actually I had it. the honor of meeting James Capolino during my visit there, um, who is the, the CEO of the company. And mm-hmm. he walked into the room and, you know, just 
from meeting him and having the honor of meeting him, um, I, I knew it was pretty much a good fit. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, James Capolino, um, is known for being one of the youngest commissioners in the city of New York ever on record and still holds that title today um, wow. under the Koch administration. So to have the honor of working with someone who's a legend um, on that level, it, it's truly been an honor. Wow. And I'm sure he's saying the same about you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So listen. <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Listen, but I, I'm going to, so I'm going to backtrack just a little bit because folks will probably want to know why you were so highly sought after your work with Acorn, your work with Acorn. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about what you did with Acorn? Um, did you work with Obama? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to mention that one. But um, you, you know, um, you know, I, I do. Uh, I know that uh, you, you know, had a, a major role. So, you know, can you let the audience know just how serious of a role that was that you had? What kind of impact you made? Well, just to be clear, no, I did not work with Obama. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, at, at ACORN, I, I had the honor and the privilege of working with, you know, the honorable, you know, community activist herself, you know, Bertha Lewis, and also John Kest, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, prior to starting with ACORN, I, I had worked in government. I had worked uh, for Assemblymember Sam Hoyt in Buffalo, New mm-hmm. York. Uh, Because I had spent 10 and a half years in Buffalo. So as a young, you know, kid at that time, I thought I knew government. I thought I understood, you know, politics. And I thought I knew what communities really needed and wanted. And then I got my eye opener when I had the honor of working at ACORN. Um, Bertha and the rest of the members and organizers really gave me an eye opener to really understanding what the needs and concerns are for people of color. Mm. And I was able to cultivate that into not only just helping to learn how to be an organizer on a grassroots level, mm-hmm. but also to take my expertise of being a political organizer from working in government to train members on how to lobby elected officials and also train them on how to and ask the right questions to endorse candidates for the political pact that they had and really, you know, cultivate their knowledge of how legislative process works in government with the needs and concerns that they had in the community so that we could have successful campaigns and winning campaigns on the issues of, you know, unemployment, how affordable housing, um, equal opportunity, women's rights, immigration reform, we were really able as an organization to change the voices and cultivate a message that was seen nationally. Amazing. Um, you know, I, and then wait, Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. This is the best part. Okay. What, what else <laughs> um, you got? The best part. <laughs> um, I, I was able to help with the community benefits agreement for the Atlantic Yards project in Brooklyn that wow. brought the Broccoli Center and 50% affordable housing to Brooklyn. Um, Congratulations. I, was to, I did not, I, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, I worked wow. side by side with with Bertha, Bruce Ratner, John Cast, um, and the members of, of the Acorn team to to help that happen. So that's where folks really started to recognize my skills <laughs> and my my abilities to mm-hmm. negotiate and and speak on behalf of the community with clergy and also to local leaders. Are are you taking are you are you mentoring anyone? You need a mentee, Tanisha? <laughs> <laughs> I have actually have taken on uh several young ladies mm-hmm. um of color to mm-hmm. mentor. They are two are actually in college mm-hmm. and uh the other two are actually former interns um that I've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, there's always room for more. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm out of college, but I can <laughs> I, I think there are a few things that I could learn from you. Um, <laughs> so I, I am happy to teach. <laughs> listen, um, and and that's what we should all be doing, right? Teaching and learning, um, uh, you know, growing. Um, then each one teach one. Um, yeah. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, and we'll be back with the rest of this interview. Stay tuned. For everyone listening to this podcast episode of Tea's Table Talk, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Audible has an extensive catalog of audiobooks to choose from. My favorites are usually in the self-help category or section of the library. <laughs> I have been using Audible now for about... Uh, three years, uh, and I've accumulated maybe about 30 titles. I recommend you get an audio book of your choice uh, available at www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Again, make sure they know that T's Table Talk sent you by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Some of the titles in my library um like I said, I'm usually all about the self-help. So um, when Michelle Obama's book Becoming came out, I uh, immediately went to download that. Um, and when I thought about beginning my podcast, I uh, downloaded a book called Starting a Podcast. Um, you know, some I was feeling myself a little bit. I, I felt like a little bit of a boss. So, you know, I wanted to know what I may be up against. So I downloaded 48 Laws of Power in The Art of War. And uh, and then, you know, I wanted to, you know, still have a little bit of, you know, I wanted to be well read. So I downloaded Wuthering Heights. Um, and then, you know, I like a little bit of... Um, horror. So I downloaded Bram Stoker's Dracula uh, uh, on the Celebrity Voices uh, portion. But listen, you have your option of of, of whatever title. Uh, there are more than 180,000 to choose from. Um, you know, I know that uh, currently they have Gr- The Girl on the Train. I think that was turned into a film. Uh, uh, the Hobbit by Tolkien. I think there's something... Uh, in, about him, um, Divergent. Uh, there's a host of books and uh, audiobooks, actually. And all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk. Again, www.audibletrial.com 
forward slash T's Table Talk. And we're back. So. <laughs> I am an Audible fan, just to let you know. I, I listened all the time. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so we'll definitely uh, make sure that you go to uh, to uh, www.audibletrial.com forward slash T's Table Talk and, and get your free copy. You're you're entitled. <laughs> All right. That's good to know. <laughs> I'll add it to my library as well. Wonderful. <laughs> and share <laughs> Wonderful. So now, Tanisha, so um, you have been nominated. You're the recipient of several awards. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to go over a few of those um uh, so you, you, you were, don't, you don't have enough time to go over all my awards. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, just a few, just a few. I believe you. I believe you. Um, you're a member of the National Coalition of 100 Black Women of Nassau County. Um, yeah. You were awarded the 2019 Women's Builders Council Award. Mm-hmm. City and States 40 Under 40. You were nominated um, for the 2015 award. And then you were also um, nominated the next rising star by Congresswoman Yvette Clark. Uh, yes. So, so I yes. mean, you know, what's next? What's next for you? <laughs> where do you where do you see yourself in five years? Um, being the world's best mom. Nice. And and, and the world's best wife. Oh, wonderful! Uh, Even better. I'm sure there's an award for that. <laughs> Um, you know, I've been blessed to be able to do so much and have the support of my family to do it that, you know, I think the the best award besides everything else that I've received is is to have the award from them um, because of their patience and time, you know, with me being away or, you know, me, you know, being on the phone doing, you know, meetings or conference calls, Mm, um, interviews, (laughs) (laughs) you know it 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 takes it takes away a lot from them but um I I realize that you know I owe them so much that I have to dedicate more of my time to them absolutely um I I wholeheartedly agree I wholeheartedly agree um I speaking of you know awards and um and you know and I know you receive these awards because of your contributions. Um, you know, um, your work at Capolino and Company, you were able to establish um, the MWBE Consulting Group. Uh, yeah. And can you just tell us, you know, how, why that was established? Why, how did you come about, how did that idea come about? Um, and, you know, and, and what it took to establish that group? Sure. So I formulated the MWBE consulting group um, right after I started at Capilino because I realized that folks really did not understand exactly what the MWBE rules and regulations truly mean um, on a city level and on a state level. Um, I noticed that there were clients who had, you know, government contracts and there was an MWBE component to it and they didn't understand exactly what the regs meant for them until they got a call from the government and government said, you're in violation. 
And they called, of course, Capolino to help get them out of it. So I realized that there needed to be a bumper and a buffer to prevent our clients from getting in trouble with the government. So I created the consulting group to one, educate not only you know, our, our firm, but also to educate our clients on how to navigate the MWBE regulation world of procurement. And also for them to know that there was an expert on standby that they can reach out to to assist them with, whether it was finding small minority businesses to assist them with their contracts, mm -hmm. to helping them understand the compliance component of their contract mm -hmm. pertaining to minority businesses, and also just understanding the, the complexities of what the regulations really meant in terms of cost, um, contract pricing for their contracts. When you know, someone hears that 30% of their contract is to be awarded to a minority woman business, you know, the first red flag <coughs> to them was the whole entire contract or percent or, or a section of the contract. So, you know, if you're, you're talking about a $10 million contract and 30% of, of that business award is going to be going to another company, it's like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then on the flip side of that, I had to make sure that minority women businesses that were being awarded those contracts understood what that 30% really means. Yes, you're getting 30% of a large contract from a prime contractor. Mm. You will have to fulfill certain, you know, responsibilities and scope of work and service for that particular contract. And part of the work that I do at the firm is making sure that those minority businesses actually have the tools, capacity, and capability to fulfill the contracts. Wow. And then once we got that part underway, I realized there was another component that was missing, uh, MWBEs that were not finding contracts. Mm -hmm. They were getting so, you know, upset with having to go through different portals to find, you know, contracts. They have the MTA portal. They have the SBS portal. They have the mm -hmm. ESD portal. They have the NYCHA portal. I mean, there's so many different, you know, agents and the contract reporting system and then the city record. Mm -hmm. So there's all these different avenues for them to have to set up a password, set up a login mm -hmm. to go look for contracts on a daily basis that they don't have the time or capacity to do. So what so, did you do to rectify that situation? So a colleague and I sat down and realized that enough was enough. There needed to be a universal portal that could download all of this information in terms of contracts into one place and actually take a profile of an MWB company that's a subscriber and only give them contract opportunities that match their capabilities mm -hmm. and we designed it in a way where it wasn't matching your capabilities based on what you submitted as your capability statement to government. Mm -hmm. No, we were matching your capabilities based on exactly what you do with your company on a day-to-day -day basis. So, for example, if you tell me that, you know, you're a contractor, well, that has a lot of meaning to it. But if you tell me that you're a general contractor that specializes in, you know, certain various different subcategories, we curtailed and created the app to be able to specifically provide you with contracts that were based on those subs 
that sub-entity keyword searches of what you do. Mm. And we made it mobile um, because we realized that, you know, minority businesses are always on the go. They're not always mm-hmm. sitting at a desktop. Mm-hmm. So we created it as a mobile app that was available on iTunes as well as on Android mm-hmm. so that you could download it on your phone. And while you're working, you can take three minutes while you're eating lunch, if you take lunch, to see what latest contracts we were able to find for you. Wow. That's amazing. It, that is, it was. It, that, it was. I mean, but just the fact that, you know, you you saw the need and you, you know, you you took care of business and, you know, and I, I don't know if you have a background in tech or anything like that. but <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. So it was really another level of education for me exactly. to learn to learn the tech world. And it also opened up the doors for me to meet you know, folks in the tech world and see what their issues and difficulties are with navigating with government. So it was definitely an experience. And uh, unfortunately, T, mm. um, you know, we weren't able to continue the app. Um, we recently actually just ended the subscription service for the app. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it broke my heart a little bit, but I recognized that there was areas that we really didn't take the time to fully flourish and, and, and flush out with, with the app, which was not all MWBEs are tech savvy. Correct. Um, a lot of, <laughs> um, and it, not, um, not everyone that authors laws on MWBEs are tech savvy. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that was, that was our slight little flaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we had more people saying, well, when are you going to create a desktop version of it? When are you going to create a version that's, that's easier to, you know, for, for folks like me who are in the six, who are our fifties and sixties to be able to, mm-hmm. to navigate. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we, we took it down for now and, and we're going to take a step back and look at other ways that we can still provide that service. Um, to our clients as well as MWBEs and primes in general. Um, that's not through an app-based service. Well, I, I still say congratulations. Bravo to you. Okay. Uh, because, um, that, that's definitely something a fixer does. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, and, you know, you, you, you try to resolve uh, issues. You troubleshoot. You you know, and you and you follow through to a resolution. And you you know you you jumped in there, and um and it's great because it can be you know at least you have a model, and you know it, it you know doesn't mean that 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 it's the end, but just the beginning. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, Tanisha, I really want to thank you for your time. Um, you know, you you you've you've done a lot, I think, and, uh, and, you know, you're, you're still, uh, young and, and there's more, probably more to come from you, I'm sure. Um, but what I want to say to you, uh, is that, um, you know, I want to, um, I want to thank you for your leadership. Um, you know, um, being a, a woman, uh, in, in the, in these fields of, you know, of politics and, and business, which is really mostly male driven, um, and, and still be, you know, still being able to hold your own and actually kind of lead the way, actually. Um, that's, that is, uh, amazing. And, um, and, uh, I want to say thank you for also creating a path, um, for the rest of us women, uh, to follow and, and even to, you know, walk beside you because, you know, um, we're, 
we have to take people with us. We have to, you know, create that path, but we, we make sure that there's enough room for every, you know, for all of us. And, and I think that is, you know, definitely what you're doing. You're, uh, you know, a pioneer, um, you're a teacher, you're a mom. Um, and you, like you said, you're a mentor and I just, I'm, I'm so impressed. And I, I want to thank you for coming on to T's table talk today. Thank you for, for having me. And, and I, I truly, you know, appreciate all those accolades. And I just wanted to leave you with something that my father um, used to say to me uh, when he was alive. He said, when you're walking through a door that has been opened for you, always remember to leave it open for someone else because you never know when that other person may need to have access to the same opportunities that you had. And if the door isn't open, make sure you open it and make sure you open it in a way where it stays open so that you can enjoy watching the fruits of your labor as it passes through. I couldn't, I don't, I don't think I could have said it better. (laughs) That, you know, that is so apropos. I want to thank you again. um, And I look forward to working with you in the future. Indeed. Indeed. I hope to see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was Tanisha Walker Miller. I said from episode one, from the very beginning, we are going to be talking to some women doing amazing work. Those unsung sheroes, um, you know, you, these, these women that you come across doing this kind of work, you're, you're not alone. If you know someone and you'd like to, uh, have her highlighted on T's Table Talk, uh, drop me an email at teastabletalk at gmail.com. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, uh, we'll see if we can get, uh, this amazing woman, uh, doing work. Again, thank you. I'd like to say thank you to Tanisha Walker. Miller for joining me today on T's Table Talk. Until next time.